0: It bam, we're live. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it! Good morning, guys. Alyssa, Bruce, Brian, we're here this morning. Oh, this is gonna be a good one, one of my favorites. As you guys know, uh, my life is dedicated to my sons. When I knew I could get the opportunity to speak to another great dad, yes, I'm a great dad too, Daniel Grandy. I was pumped. I was pumped, uh, Daniel. I'm going to start the. Um, uh, I want to start the show. I want to play a little video for the people who are watching live right now that I, I plucked off your Instagram. Absolutely. All righty, brother. Give me one second here. Here we go.
1: I get up at three because it's silent. It's easier to be focused when the environment is focused. So, a lot of you, you don't have. Be honest. Be honest. We're not playing no games here. Talk to Sam. We got a way to help you after this. How many of you, honestly, you are knocking on doors and grinding and making moves but you don't necessarily have every single step written down for every single day. Just be honest. Some of y'all, you in the dark. That, see, that's the problem. So we're going to help y'all. I, I got a plan. We're going to work with y'all. I'm going to do some video. Give it to y'all. I'm going to show y'all really how to walk through this. Because the day I got up and every day now I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Here's what's funny. Most of you wake up and you try to make money. Listen to me. If you would make you money would come to you. Okay, you missed that whole thing I just said. If you would make you a better person, you'd make more money. Now, watch what I do. The way people spend their money or treat their money is how I treat my time. All right, let me explain what I mean to you. I get up at three because it's silent. It's easy to be
0: focused. Who made that?
2: Uh, We got a videographer guy that that follows us. Yeah. Everywhere we go, so he, he take care of all that. He,
0: pretty good. uh, Daniel, uh, he, that guy is one of the luckiest men in the world or, or woman, whoever's doing it. I hope he knows that. I was fortunate enough to be a homeless videographer that came across the great Greg Glassman, the founder of CrossFit back in 2006. And today, uh, you know, in 2022, uh, man, I, I killed it, but I just worked hard
1: 365 sure, sure. days
0: a year, 24 hours a day. Uh, it, I, uh, for those of you who don't know who um, the Grandy Twins are, you should go to their Instagram um, and check it out. It is a beautiful stroll. Uh, oh, you've taken down a ton of posts, huh?
2: Yeah, I usually i be archiving stuff. I, I don't take it all the way down. It's just archive.
0: OK. Yeah. There um, and, and And check out their YouTube also and their Facebook and just Google their names. You will see. Some stuff, uh, especially if you're a parent, it, it, um, if you're not a parent, it may, might make you want to have kids. Uh, and if you are a parent, it will um, realize that you can do more. Um, Use the right gr-
1: four lanes to take exit 763 onto I-610 North and I-610 South.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, Grandy, um, <laughs> why why did you have kids?
2: Honestly, uh, you know, I, I envision having sons. Uh to be honest. I come from a family full of twins. Wow. And it's crazy when I tell people this story, but I always envisioned that I would have twin sons. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just my kids in general, because I have daughters too, and it's like, they just made me a better person. They they made me an unselfish person that we all start off as, you know, not having children. But it, it, it opened up my eyes to a lot of things in life.
0: How many kids do you have?
2: A total of seven. I have five girls and the twin boys.
0: Oh, wow. Are the, yep. are the boys, the youngest, where do they fall on the line?
2: Oh, uh, they fall in the middle. They're in the middle.
0: Okay. And, uh, in, in all with the same woman?
2: No, no, no. A couple different mother.
0: Yeah. Seven, I ain't that uh, lucky. <laughs> yeah. Seven kids is a lot. Yeah. Seven kids is a lot. Um, do you have any other twins? Do you have any twin girls? Nope.
2: Just the boys. The, the boys are the only boys and the only
0: twins. And, uh, did you know that you were going to get them into boxing from the beginning? Honestly, yeah. It's, it's, it, I, I didn't know how they were going to perceive it,
2: to be realistic. I mean, it's a family sport. Everybody in my family pretty much endeavored in, in, in boxing at some point in their life, including myself. So I didn't know how they were going to take it. So I would just take them around the gym when they were young. Never put gloves on them. I just let them hang around the sport. And I'm going to say around the age of, I'm going to say like three, four, they got like real interested and started picking up the gloves and then the rest just did itself like it's never been a time where i actually told them put these gloves on you're going to box i didn't want to introduce it to them like that i wanted them to find it themselves so we would just literally just hang around the gym and they picked up on it
0: i think similarly to how i think my boys are are, are, are full time Doing movement, right? I, my, my, I have a two five-year-olds and a seven-year-old. They're not enrolled in school. I homeschool them, and I just okay. have them doing basically movement all day. Math and English for a, a portion of the day, and then a small portion of the day, and then it's movement all day. Primarily uh, skateboarding, tennis, and jujitsu jitsu and striking. No, nothing at right. the level that you do it, but but you might imagine they're pretty amazing because that's no, all they do. right? Absolutely. And people thought that I wanted to get them into sports, and I have no interest in sports. Like, I, like zero, and, and I and I feel like kind of in that regard that I'm not interested in them getting into sports. What I what I hear you say is a little different than what I say, but I'm going to steal what you what you're doing too. My thing is is I wanted them to be around adults from a young age who are professionals who would talk to them, and I right. wanted my sons to um, be able to take instruction and execute on it. Right. Um, but what you're, what I've heard you say is you're not interested in your kids being boxers. You're interested in your kids learning on a deeper level, the lessons of hard work and that hard work, uh, um, creates opportunity and, and boxing is just sort of a vehicle for that. Is that, is that true?
2: Yeah. Boxing is pretty much our platform to where the places we, 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 we're trying to get to in life. It was never, I mean,
0: uh, Oh, I lost you. I lost you. Daniel, I lost you. Darn it. The car interviews are always hard, right? You oh, you're back. Yeah, yeah, you're back. yeah, you're we back. Okay. Take No, two. I was
2: saying, I, I said, of course, you know, if they go on to become world champions with that, wouldn't be happy. But I, I don't use it. Either. It's not, it's nothing pressured on them because it, it, the boxing part for us was pretty much, we, we were pre- previously in Philadelphia, which is, you know, a rough city. And it was it was a lot of crazy things going on outside. And I wanted to keep them away from that, first and foremost. So I felt as though boxing could keep them busy, which it has done over the years. And We've traveled everywhere and, you know, give them an opportunity at life. Like it it wasn't more say about boxing more than it was about saving them from the streets of Philadelphia.
0: Well, do they play any other sports
2: at the time? No, they haven't. They don't have any interest in any other sports. I actually be trying to. Sway them to play other sports, but they're just so in love with the sport of boxing. They really they don't, they don't have any interest right now. It probably will later on in life. Like next year will be their first year of high school. So who knows?
0: Did you? Oh, so they are in school. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yep. They just they homeschooled for a little bit. And then now since we moved to Texas, they haven't been in school, but we'll probably go back to homeschooling.
0: Yeah. What do they think of school?
2: They actually like it. I mean, like I said, this, this is pivotal years for them eighth grade, grade going to ninth. So it's. Just, I felt as though it was important for them to actually be in school these years, because these are your years where you you create your social skills, and being kids like who've been in a light since they were seven years old, I didn't want them to get too you know far away from social skills. So that was the decision to go to school again.
0: They seem like they've developed um, quite. Um obviously they seem more like adults than children. And I feel like my children are like that too. And not in the sense of the way they behave or the way they act or the way they move, but just in terms of their maturity of how they, you know, in the videos, when they interact with other people, right. they're already very civil. They're already very present. They're already really focused. They're, they're not, they're not goofballs, you know, and, and, yeah, and boys not, can be goofballs in the eighth grade. Right. I mean, that's, that's one. Oh, goofballs.
2: I was a goofball in eighth grade. Absolutely. Yeah. Me too. Me too. <laughs>
0: But but your your boys seem to like already show some really really I mean even at a young age some really high levels of sophistication and attention. I don't mean that the child's been taken out of them. Obviously they're still children. They and they ooze with that in the videos. But I mean that they're um they're uh, they're highly disciplined and highly focused for for their age, wouldn't you say?
2: I would. I will always tell people it's it's like kids are like sponges. So yeah. you pretty much become product to whatever you grow up around. And, and for them. I'm more nervous than them at this point because for them this is just life, like right. it's their everyday life. Like I said, they've been in a, they did their first big TV show at seven years old, Steve Harvey. They had to go in front of the cameras and hundreds of people for a week straight and film it. So it's like everything else is is easy after that. So the, I, I think the maturity part you're talking about it just comes from exact exactly that, like being in that light thus long. Like they're they're 14 in July, so it's it's been eight, nine years they've been in this light. So they, they've, they've grown accustomed to it. And like I said, it's life for them. They don't know anything else. So they're they 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 they're, they're in situations where they deal with a lot of adults, a lot of you know networks and this and that. So, yeah, I would say they, they are definitely pretty mature for the age. And I tell them that because at 13, I don't know how I would handle it.
0: Right, right.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's again, it's, it's a walk down the street for them. When we go away to these events, you can imagine how many people stop them for pictures.
0: Right. And they take
2: every picture. They never get mad. They hug everybody. They smile, and I'm just like at 13. I was probably a little jerk. I probably wouldn't be able to deal with it like that. Uh,
0: yeah, my mom told me that I was the greatest kid in the world until I turned 13, and then she basically said I just turned into a complete asshole. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember that. But I guess that's when, you, when when you start to go through puberty, huh? You just start losing interest in your parents.
2: Yeah, you know, 13 year old 13 year old boys is a rough task. Man. Don't get me wrong we still go through some 13 year old boy stuff but it's not to the to the magnitude of 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 the the, the things i gave to my parents nowhere near
0: yeah like, um, I, I how do you see it as a father home. what do they what do they start doing what I, mine's are i only have two 5 year olds and a 7 year old what are some of the signs you see when that testosterone starts pumping
2: it's the it's the question that you know they get to that point where they they, they i honestly think on some things my sons think they know more than me to me it's yeah. funny yeah. Because I was actually a 13-year-old boy before. So, I mean, it doesn't get to me. But it it's that. It's that uh I'm a boy. I'm a teenager. You know, start getting your little body orders. You're smelling yourself now. And it just, you know, it changes the dynamics a tad bit. But I feel like if you if you stay on top of it, it, it shouldn't be that bad. And the discipline we've put in over the years, I still see it showing. Because even though they're 13, and uh, hold on, let me throw this in there, and this generation has an influence that me and you didn't have. It's called right. the
0: internet. Right. So, <laughs> I got questions so, about that.
2: Yeah. That's a big part of it. Well, I, like I said, overall, they're, they're doing great with it. I can't say. I, like I said, you,
0: uh-huh. you, you just made me think of this. I wonder if this has anything to do with it. Cause I was, I was girl crazy. I was, a, I was a dummy. Yeah, yeah. I was so girl crazy. And, um, and, and the more and more I, 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 I've been meeting a lot of great men lately. And, uh, even though they really suppress that girl craziness shit, they, say, they make it like, hey, the girls got to come to me. I'm focused on my task and women should come to me. Like like they act more like the lion that sits on the top. I wasn't like that. You know what I mean? I was in the field just chasing shit. Right. Um, but I, I wonder if part of the thing is, is um, like my boys, all they want is attention from me, right? So like I don't all I have to do if they do something I don't like I just don't give them any attention if they do something I like I shower them with love and affection go hold right. them kiss them and like and I just use that game but I wonder if at thirteen you start to realize there's something that's better than attention from your parents and that's girls
2: oh yeah that plays a huge part I believe yeah. so.
0: so then they can be like fuck off dad
2: right exactly because the girls come into play I mean it's testosterone it's something we can't it's, it's we can't even control just being a little boy you know we all went through it. Yeah. But again, I think it's how we approach it. And I, I I try not to stray away from the realities of life with them. So we talk about things like that. Like, I'm okay with it, but I I don't want y'all to go crazy to where it knocks you off your square. Like, yeah. I get it. You you go, you like girls. All right, daddy's happy. Mom, mom, mom. But you still have to stay focused on the task at hand because it's like I, I explained to them many stories of people I've known over the years who had all the talent and could have been things and then they went girl crazy and went left and it didn't pan out the way it was supposed to be. So I'm like, right. at, at this point, you guys have your whole life set in front of you. So it's up to you to control it because now it's not about me anymore. Like when when they were nine, eight, yeah, sure. That was me giving them a little push. But now it's all about you guys. I, you can't make a 13-year-old do anything.
0: Period. Wow. Wow.
2: Like nothing. So if you don't want to do it, it doesn't get done.
0: Damn. Is that hard? Is that hard as a father to make that transition? Different, from-
2: like I said, it's just a different shit. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it's a task. It's definitely a task. It's, it's not easy. And I I've, I've found myself frustrated at times. I ain't gonna lie. But, yeah. you know, we bear with it for the love of our children. Yeah. And, and I always got to factor in that. You, you, I, th- I think the biggest thing, the biggest part of a coach child relationship is that you have to grow with them and start treating them accordingly to the age that they're in. They're not your little babies anymore. I think that's where people were wrong at.
0: Yeah. Are, are you are you a really affectionate dad like are you all when, when they were young were you always holding them and kissing them and are you is, is are you hands-on you know with your affection Oh yeah
2: absolutely I, yeah. I, I try to make sure I tell my kids I love them all the time like absolutely
0: I mean I, when I'm in the gym,
2: I'm not that bad I'm not gonna lie to because I'm yeah. a coach in the gym so it's different but outside of the gym yeah it, it, it's, it's back we, we it's funny because people i go they don't they like look at me crazy when I tell them this but we don't talk about boxing at home ever.
0: I know. I heard you say that. I'm having trouble believing that.
2: No, we don't talk about boxing at all. They don't even watch boxing.
0: Yeah, my kids don't watch any of the sports they play either. Okay. Nothing.
2: Because you have to find that balance. You have to separate the two. So if I give them boxing, boxing all day long, then it's like, th- those those kind of kids usually quit because it's over pushed.
0: Right. So you, you have
2: to find that balance. It's a, it's a thin line between being the coach dad and being the dad. You have to find a balance. And if you don't find a balance, you're just going to drive them away from the sport and then you waste it all these years trying to prepare for whatever, you know, people are trying to prepare for and it's it's down the drain. So uh, it's a thin line.
0: Yeah. Um, I, the, I, wanna,
2: me, I learned it early from mistakes.
0: Oh, it takes, tell me, can you give me an example? Of one of those?
2: I uh, just pushed them like, too hard. Know, in the earlier days, I, we had little situations where we would get ready for a, a, a competition and I would be like overexcited of course, cause I'm a father. And then, you know, them is more like, all right, Dad, I prepared, I did everything I was supposed to. And then you get closer and, you know, we start working a little harder. It's just like they lose a little interest. They're like, oh, why am I working this hard? I did what I'm supposed to do. I'm a lot. And you can, like I said, you can over push. You can over push. And then a the kid may go out there and not even perform his best because he just want to spite you for over pushing it. You know what I'm saying. So, right. You got to be careful.
0: I, um. I, one of my one of my kids was uh, rolling on the mats. Um, he he was seven years old, and he got he got injured uh, uh-huh. while while messing with. It was a younger kid in in, in jiu jitsu. It's probably like this in boxing too. Sometimes the new new people will be just flailing, right? And they're a little bit dangerous to the veterans if the veterans are trying to go easy on them. Absolutely. And so this this kid was new, and he was flailing, and he did an up kick and kicked my boy in the stomach, and it fucked up his bladder a little bit, right? So for like six weeks, one of my sons was like, hey, I'm not doing anything in a group class anymore. No more group uh, tennis, no more group um, uh, wrestling. He would do some one-on-one stuff with some adults, but he wasn't fucking with kids at all. And that was a really humbling experience for me because I went from wanting my kids to do well – to by the end of those six weeks of not seeing my kid participate to just like wanting them to participate. It made me completely recalibrate. I was like, okay, fuck it. I don't care if they do well. If I can just make the baby step and get them in the game, I'd be happy. And it was a really good learning moment for me. Like, okay, I I, I need to just set the expectation that he shows up. Not that he goes out and wins fucking everything.
1: Right. And yeah. See
2: that, that right there is what we deal with in boxing from a whole other standpoint you have all these overbearing fathers like trying to live through their children. Yeah.
0: So I was doing they- that. I'm, I'm doing that for sure. I'm pulling that jackass shit for sure. Yeah. yeah
2: I, I deal with that on a regular basis, especially when it comes to the twins, because when, when we go to events at this point, they're not even fighting us anymore. Well, I don't know if they ever were fighting us, but they're fighting popularity. Like, because people have this fixation in their mind, that, all right, if I beat one of the twins, I'm going to be famous. That's not how life works. Right, It doesn't right. matter if you win or not. The people choose who they choose. But with that being said, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of these overbearing dads. We had a situation this past weekend. I mean, it was simple, so there ain't really nothing to speak on. But, but they, they do this all the time. Like and, and they put this pressure on these kids that makes no sense. And honestly, I'm going to be realistic with you. They help us because they're sending these kids in the ring saying, oh, you fight one of the twins? And now the kid is scared to death or nervous or whatever. And it makes our job easier because right. the twins don't have any idea who the other boxing kids is. Right. So it's like, yeah, you, you, it's a thin line. Like I said, you, you gotta, you gotta tread this line. Like, like real, real easy because I've seen this story. I've been through this. I grew up in a boxing town. I seen it. I seen kids that were super duper good. Get over pushed by the dad and quit. Yeah. And I'm watching it again while I'm doing it with my sons. I'm watching this whole Human, you know, action take take place again, and it's just like I said. I try not to be that at all. So even when it comes to like the national tournaments, if you pay attention, we only go once in a while. Like we don't go to all of them. It's about four a year. We don't go to all of them. We go to we pick ones once in a while. We go to them, and you know what happens happens, and then we go back to our life because you can over push these kids. I don't feel like a kid should be fighting every two weekends. Every weekend, like it's too much, so you have to have some time in there to have a childhood.
0: I'm gonna show you guys who are watching live right now. Uh, the um, Daniel, uh, Coach Grandy, um, had mentioned uh, his sons being on Steve Harvey, and I wanted you guys to check this out. This is pretty incredible. Uh, I, I, I watched this whole clip. Uh, man, Steve Harvey's cool as shit. I didn't realize he's so cool.
1: <laughs>
0: he is cool. Here we go.
1: Oh, oh yeah.
0: I think they're six or seven years old here.
2: Uh, they were about seven.
1: Come There's dad. Yeah.
0: Steve Harvey moves pretty well for himself. Who's he kidding in that suit? I saw him doing a jumping rope. I saw yeah, him, jumping rope. Yeah. Yeah. Well I saw him the jumping rope. yeah. Uh, and, and and you were saying that that was a great experience from. Hey, was any of that? Uh, by the way, you can anyone can find that um, clip on YouTube and watch the whole thing, and I highly recommend it. it, it it's uh, a few minutes longer, and it gets pretty funny. Are are were the boys coached at all and what to say, or is that all? For no, actually, it was
2: all. It was a, it was. We did a dry run without them, uh-huh. and everything else was just natural. They didn't. Yeah, they, he he didn't want it to be scripted, so everything was like dry run, and then straight to the job because he didn't want it to feel
0: scripted. Yeah, the boys were chopping it up with them.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah it was just like like I said. It, for them, it was another day. It's the conversations I have with them. So they didn't. I, I, I honestly, I, I'll continue to say this. They take this way better than me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, a hundred times better. I, I'm the one that's uncomfortable most of the time because I'm the parent, right? And a lot of times people forget that. Even with taking pictures, like I'll give you an uh, uh, example. We are out this week at the national tournament. Of course, it's a boxing environment. Everybody knows them. So a lot of times people, grown people will walk up and just like reach their arm out for one of my children. And I, I get real defensive because right, I'm the dad. Right,
0: right. Right.
2: And I'm not trying to be an a-hole or anything, but it's just like, this is my child. Right. So that part it, it's I've, I've got better with it, but it, it's hard when, you, when you're trying to separate the two when you're a father, it's not, it's not easy.
0: Yeah, I don't, um, I don't, what's interesting is I don't leave my kids alone with anybody. Me neither. Me neither. (laughs) And it's not, I tell, I tell my mom, it's not that I don't, it's not that I don't trust anyone. It's just that it's 100% my job that everything goes, that they're protected. So, so, and and I just have to do that. So like, even what, even like if I have people stay at my house, you know, even, even my own parents, if my dad and and, and, and my stepmom come over and visit anyone, people like I trust with my life, when anyway, I have guests in the house, my boys always sleep in my room. Always.
2: It's our job. Yeah, it's we, my we, job. We've, yes. We've seen so many stories where kids wind up getting violated by family members. Not to say your family or my family is like that. Right. But we've right, seen so right. many stories of that. So we have to be that protection person. And and that's the part, like I said, I get misconceived. in a lot of times people look at me as, oh, that dads mean? No, I'm not mean. I'm just being a father. I'm protecting my children. That comes way before any popularity stardom. Bops, yes, I don't
0: give a fuck. Yep.
2: Yeah, the hell with all that. These are my kids. And I feel like that's that's a big part of me that people don't understand. Or they don't They they just probably don't want to understand because people don't at this stage in our life, being as though they've been in this game so long, they don't look at us as a father and son combination of what I'm starting to realize. It's more like the talent. Yeah. I look at the twins and their coach, and I'm like, no, these are my sons.
0: Yeah. So
2: yeah, that that's that might be the trying part the most trying part of this whole ordeal and, and mission of ours, that part right there. How old are you? Um, I'm 42 actually in six days.
0: <laughs> oh, happy birthday.
2: Uh, thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Um, The other day, my boys were in the shower and, um, and I, and I'm in the bathroom and, and I'm watching them shower and they start like, they start fighting in the shower and I'm like, Hey guys, you know, no horseplay in the shower. And they start fucking with each other some more. And so I turn the water off, throw them some towels, ch- drag them out to the garage and I make them do 100 burpees, 10 burpees on the minute for 10 minutes. Right. And it's, 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 a, it's a really good experience. They're kind of – it's like on three levels. They get fitter. They understand that I don't fuck around, but then they built camaraderie with each other. Like, fuck, it's exactly. us against that. So, so it was like a win on every level. Right. And I was telling one of my friends this who, who had only has one kid, and he's like, yeah, I can't do that to my kid because it'll be abusive and i and i totally get that it was like this eye-opening i i don't know what the answer is but like with them those three all of us like i could do that right hey motherfuckers right. get out of the shower get your fucking towels hundred burpees you're not gonna listen to me and we go out to the garage but they can huddle together you know it's them right. against me they got each other they got each other and i'm and i'm and i'm working that angle they think they're being slick but i'm manipulating them i'm like yeah i'm making you guys tighter as a group you know but right. my friend who had, just has one kid He's like yeah I take my one kid out there And fucking do that to him And he's gonna fucking crumble I mean it, do you like, notice that with your your sons too That you can do some shit to like Manipulate them and bring them closer together as a pair And you play the bad cop
2: Absolutely yeah. I, I feel like this has been their advantage thus far in the sport The reason they got good so fast Is because of each other Like yeah. it's, it's things that Others have to do that me and you Will never have to do Because we have multiple sons so even with like sparring, for instance, we don't have to go out for sparring if we don't want to. We can work with each other. <laughs> so those kind of avenues, like the same thing you just said, is along with some of the lines. They have each other, so they're they're going to put. And I, I, I'm going to throw it out there. I grew up with no brothers. So yeah, me neither. This is, yeah, this is all I have is a sister. So this is new to me. But I, I've noticed that early that they 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 feed off each other. Like it's just a brotherly thing. It's a push and the, the energy like if you watch the fight this week we just had the championship i sat down the last round and the brother walked up on the apron i never got up there and he didn't like something he seen, so he cussed his brother out and
0: wow his brother went
2: out there and performed and won unanimously that right there
0: wow that that's the clip yeah oh, it was it, oh it was
2: at the fight this weekend
0: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can pull up this clip is, is it this is this is this it right here
1: no, I,
2: it's it's not on that one. Okay. It's actually, yeah, because he made that video. it's was actually like on the actual rounds. I'm, I'm actually see if I can get it up. There. Okay. But, wow. Yeah, he he stepped up on the ring. And He told me that. He looked at me, and said that I got him. He walked in front of me and walked up there. And said, I just said that, and he gave him a piece of his mind, and he went out there and and executed everything that we talked about.
0: And, and, it, and how did the boys do this weekend?
2: Uh, we won. We won the championship.
0: And are they in different weight classes?
2: Yeah, I actually, I always keep them separated because that's another thing in this crew unusual world. They'll try to match my kids with each other. Like, that's insane.
0: That so, is insane.
2: Yeah, they've done it to us before. So, yeah, we keep them in different weight classes. We keep them five five pounds apart.
0: And, and what weight classes are those?
2: Uh, Steven is fighting 110 right now, and Danny's fighting 114.
0: And then so do four you, and do they ever switch? J- just like, hey, I took one fourteen last time. Now you got to cut weight for. And yeah. then,
2: honestly, I'm probably one of the few boxing dads in the world that I don't cut weight on my kids, whatever yeah. they weigh is, wherever we fight at.
0: Good <laughs> job, good job, <laughs> yeah, dad. Good
2: job. They're too young. Like, I-, I-, I see these kids at tournaments that they've been eighty pounds for five years. Like, I'm not doing much yeah.
0: other. Yeah, yeah. I-, I-, I do. A- I did see that some of the kids that they fought were bigger than, looked bigger than them too. because yeah. they cut weight and then blew back up
2: yeah whatever like i said whatever way we have we fight i'm confident enough in everything that i've taught them over the last eight nine years that they can handle any situation like our our regular sparring partner is a 23 year old 120 fight three and oh pro that we spar with
0: so i don't really
2: worry about kids
0: (laughs) um and do you love that guy is that guy part of the family
2: uh yeah yeah absolutely
0: must be a weird relationship with the guy who gets in the ring and, and, and punches your kids.
2: No, I mean, you become accustomed to it. You know, boxing is a strange sport anyway. I, we're not going to lie. This is not normal, what we do. So right. <laughs> it's strange to begin with. But after a while, you, you just become accustomed to it. And honestly, it's, it's it's cruel and unusual unusual because as a coach, I'm sending a guy in to go his hardest because I want that push for my child. So this this is another thing I tell a lot of people that, Everybody can't deal with this. This is not for everybody. Boxing is not a sport for everybody. I promise you it's not. Because I have I've had a lot of dads over the past their kid get hit with a little punch and they get all emotionally distorted and I'm like you do know that you get punched in boxing, right? Yeah. Like you know do know this is part of the sport. So it's like you you got to you got to separate the two and I I honestly say this isn't for everybody. Everybody shouldn't step into the sport. You because every parent's not okay with watching their child get punched. So
0: Well, it doesn't sound like you're okay with it either from some of the interviews that, like, it sounds like something you have to work on. Like, I've heard you say stuff in interviews where you're like, yeah, I'm a father first. I don't want my kids getting hurt.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. no. What I'm saying is I don't want them to get hurt As far as, like, wrestling and tackling and all that stuff that a lot of kids do. As far as the competition part, I'm I'm a realist. I understand what goes into the sport. Yeah. It's a sport where you get punched. I did it myself. You see what I'm saying? So I, I understand that aspect of it. Yeah, of course, I don't want them to get hurt when kids get like rough and wrestling. This ain't wrestling. So I try to stay away from that. But as far as the getting punt, it doesn't bother me nothing because we've been dealing with it. And like I said, I've taught them so much that I know their defense is on point. I'm a defensive coach. So I know they can get away and, and do everything they need to do. So I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm unbothered
0: with it at this point. Were you a tough kid? Yeah, I grew up in the streets of West Philly. <laughs> you ain't got no choice. And and, and when you say you grew up in the streets of West Philly, meaning your 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 mom and dad were working or they weren't around, and so you from Uh, a young age,
2: single mother, so she was working and I was out, you know, being an inner city teenager.
0: And and um, and and what did you know? Your dad is he around now?
2: Yeah, yeah, we we absolutely know each other. We we didn't have a relationship, but I know him. You know, we 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 speak here and there. It's just you know we didn't have that father son relationship growing up. And honestly, I, I'm not even mad at him because I feel like his absence made me the father I am. So For it sure. all worked out.
0: So, Daniel, um, are you familiar with a, uh, a economist named uh, Thomas Sowell? Nah, no. Um, he, he's he's at the Hoover Institute. He's like he's like ninety something right now. He's written a shitload of books. I think you would love his stuff. Um, uh, I'll send you. I'll send you. Do you ever listen? To, do you ever listen to audiobooks? Yeah, I do. Okay, I got, I got a book. Anyway, one of the things he, he talks about is that um, the, the strongest correlate of all, like a lot of people will say stuff like, uh, um, you know, 62% of the, of the people in jail are, are, are you know, black males or um, – and they have all these statistics, right, that, that like separate the world between color, black and white, right? Right. But Thomas Sowell, who's this economist, says, hey, man, the, the strongest correlate, the thing that really defines all human beings is having both parents at home specifically having a dad around and that 85% of the people in jail have one thing in common. They didn't have a dad at home. And that's the same with like everything like cancer rates, obesity, like all these things that you wouldn't think have to do with fucking having a parent around when there's no dad. No, it does. The whole fucking thing gets fucked up.
2: Right. I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Totally agree. It's a lot of things that miss when when the male's not present, especially in the lives of little boys. And I feel like that's what we're going through in today's time. When you look at this generation, they're, they're, they're very, very feminine in the way of women emotions when it comes to the boys. right? I, and I, and I, I'm not talking, speaking on their sexuality because I believe people can do whatever they want. That doesn't bother me. Right. I'm saying as far as the way they carry themselves as males, they're, they're very, very feminine. They act like more more emotionally like women than men because of the absence of so many fathers. Right. And I deal with these kids every day in the boxing gym and the littlest things took them off. Things that me and you growing up would have never cared about. Right. They're they're ready to go to the end of the earth and put their life on the line for it. And it, it kind of reminds me of a man having a fallout with his woman and she throws his clothes out the window. It's a, it's a emotionally driven. You know what I'm saying? Action. Yep. All the actions are emotionally driven. Yeah. and I, I say that daily. It's the lack of father's. It's the lack of male role models. And this is why I dedicate myself to the gym, not just my kids, for others' kids too, because I train a bunch of other kids. So I dedicate every day of my life to these children because I feel like that male presence is missing a lot in this generation, a whole lot.
0: Um, a, a lot of people don't understand the importance of, of a certain kind of um, selfishness and ego, and there was something you said that I thought was a perfect example of it. It was a video I was watching, and you said, I train kids, and I think it was something like 24-7, seven days a week, because when I have my kids in my gym, I know those kids aren't going to be picking up guns and shooting my boys. Absolutely. And and I just love that. I just <laughs> – I. For whatever it takes to be a good person and contribute to society, even if it's just for your kids, fucking do it
2: right absolutely. we all we all have a, 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 a tabit of selfishness. Some people just won't admit it but I'll admit my uh, my agenda to why I do what I do because yeah. at the end of the day, it's going to always boil you back to my children. Yeah, these are my kids. like so I'm helping others to help us. I, that's that's just reality. Like, and it's not in in a sense of I don't want to see others succeed. Of course, I want them to see them succeed along the way, too. But I feel like if I can dedicate this and teach these kids to defend themselves, it's a less chance that they pick up guns and shoot one of my children. I absolutely, I'll, I'll stand on that. I say yeah. daily. And if that provides my time to help your kid, then here it is. You have me. Right. So, that's just that symbol.
0: Um, do your boys show any interest in MMA? And, and taking going to nah, the Nah, they, they, you know?
2: they, they have no interest in it. They don't like the wrestling part. <laughs> it's funny because we just talked about that yesterday. And they like, ah, nah. <laughs> it's, and I think it's more, they're at that age where they understand the compensation of sports too. You know, boxing oh, is, right. is a huge compensating sport. MMA just didn't get there yet. And I, I watch MMA, don't get me wrong. But as far as the compensation aspect of it, it didn't get there yet. And those guys take a lot of punishment and don't get compensated the way they're supposed to
0: yeah so. um it, it's it's interesting right too though but but their um their sport kind of moves faster too doesn't it yeah a lot faster uh, yeah in terms of like like the, the 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 fights there's more fights like we, there might be two boxers you want to see fight but they might not fight for five years right where in mma right. it seems like they're on a collision course right away
2: right and then they guys be on top and then they off right immediately right so i'm saying so it's like yeah it's, it's you know we weigh the options of, of what makes sense at this point and. I, I don't care what anybody says. When you get into a sport and you become good at it, and this is what you do, your ultimate goal is to succeed financially as well as physically. Like, come on, right? That's right, realistic. Right, like, right. a lot of guys are say, "Oh, I don't do this for money," but then I'll say something to them like, "So you're a prize fighter that don't fight for a prize? That doesn't make any sense." Right. Right. Like, so you're going to put your body on the line. You got to have a goal, an uh, end game at the end of it. And I, I think, like I said, they they have their own minds now, so they they know what they want. They're, they're at that age where they know what they want out of life. They're, they're car crazy. They love cars. So all they talk about is, oh, when we get a contract, I can buy this car, that car. That's the kind of stuff they're into. So, yeah, they have their own goals set. And then, like, they, they've had their example of their generation, what would be a Floyd Mayweather who made a billion dollars with his hands. So right, everything seems doable in boxing to them. And like I said, it's no longer me. It has nothing to do with me anymore. I Like, they took over the whole mindset of the sport. I have nothing to do with it because uh, anybody who have teenage sons know if you can get a 13-year-old to get up and do something you want him to do, good luck.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, it's so, I don't know that yet when every time you say that scares the shit good out of Good
2: luck. Me. I'm telling you, when you get to that stage, it's like you have no control. None. I it's, it's, When they went off from the gym, I give them off. When they miss a few days, they go, daddy, when we're going back to the gym. Because what happens is this is the mindset now of a teenage boy for a little information for you going into. All right, boom. Let's say I do make him go to the jail. Get up, you going? He's going to get in there and he's going to half ass because he knows how to do that now. His mind is different, right? So he'll get in there and play around. So now we're taking the chances of you getting hurt. So right. it's not even worth it. It's not worth it, especially with a sport of somebody's trying to punch your head off. That doesn't make sense. So yeah, we don't we don't play those games at all. So now, like I said, this mission is theirs. So I'm just here. God has got me here to help at this point.
0: Um, If, if one of them, if one of them fell off the path um, so severely, uh, you know, um, God forbid, would you, would you take some drastic actions? Like when I see like some one of my friends, kids, like just getting into drugs or something. Um, I, I spent a lot of time in Africa and I spent a lot of time in India and just all over the world. I was thinking, okay, what I would do is I would just grab my kid and fucking take him to Kenya or to fucking Uganda or something and fucking just, okay, we're going to be out here for fucking three months with fucking nothing would would you ever think about that like what you would do if one of your kids really i mean really fell off the path as
2: a parent i'm gonna do whatever i gotta do to help them
0: yeah like i would kidnap that motherfucker tape him up and take him
2: i'm gonna do whatever i gotta do to help my kids as a parent Uh, and and that would be outside of any sport that's another thing i tell them all the time like if y'all ever get tired of this and you don't want to do it just say it. yeah because this is our our life is not subject to just this so, all right, boom. If you went and left or whatever, I'm still your dad. I'm going to do everything I got to do to make sure you succeed. And like, my my love for my children will sustain. Will stay where it's at, no matter what's going on. Like, like we've all seen the story with parents who kids went drugs, and we were like, why do they keep doing this? Or why do they keep taking them back? And yeah, once you're a parent, you understand. Yeah, it's nothing that can change your outlook on your child. It's your child, right? So yeah, I'm with you. We might wind up in. Kenya somewhere too.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just it's just weird how my brain goes there. I'll be like, okay, I'll just I, uh-huh. I know a village and I'll take him there. And like in three months, he'll have his whole fucking world changed. Like I had my world change when I was there. Like, all right.
2: Yeah. No, fuck it's not, around? yeah, it's not weird actually when you think about it. You it's your child. Yeah, it's really not. You you're gonna do whatever you gotta do to make sure your child succeeds in life. And back to what we were talking about in the beginning. This is our job, right? This is what we're supposed to do. These are our kids. This is why. I when people be giving us kudos of "Oh, you're doing a great job." I'm so humble with it because I don't feel like I'm doing anything special. I'm just being a father. Right. Right. And I don't. I don't ever get bit out like aroused by that when people tell me that, and they probably think I'm being a jerk, but I'm not. I'm just
0: like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Um. Just... Did Did you Did you know? Did so so um. So, so I, I, was, I was heavily involved in CrossFit. One of the, one of the tenements or uh, 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 elements of CrossFit is, is that if you put people in hardship, they go through adaptation, right? Uh-huh. So if you do a 100-meter sprint as hard as you can, your body will adapt to it, and the next time you do it, you'll be a little better at it, right? Uh-huh. So I knew from I, – I took that and I ran with it. So I knew that if my kid fell down – I shouldn't pick him up. My job was to turn around and make sure that an alligator or a bear didn't get him or a car <laughs> didn't hit him, right? right? Because if I picked him up, I stole, I stole a bur- an opportunity from him. And that was hard, right? Because I wanted to. Do you got to do something? Am I fucking with you?
2: Um, actually, I gotta, I'm at a meeting. Okay, <laughs> go, go,
0: go. Hey, can, can we do this again? I need, Absolutely, I need, man. Okay, Absolutely. I need like I, – and, I, and I, I promise you won't be a waste of your time. I got, we got uh, like three to 500,000 downloads a week.
2: Hey man, I ain't tripping on that. I enjoy the conversation, period.
0: Okay. I, I cause I don't want to keep you from your meeting. Why don't we um uh can I just uh, I have your I have your number and I'll just have my producer reschedule us? Yep, we can do it whenever you want to. Okay, brother, thank you. I so appreciate it, Daniel. It's such an honor. And I got like a whole we didn't even we didn't even get into the meet yet. Hey
2: man, we're gonna finish all of it, no worries.
0: Okay, thank you. All right, my guy. Okay, bye. And he's gone. What do you think? I handle that okay. I don't be an asshole. I needed to talk to him for another. I need to talk to him for another two hours. There's this thing that uh, uh, Jew parents and Black parents tell their kids, and I'm I gotta ask him if he told his kids that that line where you tell him the world's going to be mean to you. I want to find out. I, I think he's Muslim. I wanted to find out how he have gotten into his faith. I want to know if he's met King Richard. Isn't that a cool dude? Yeah. I love that dude. Me too, Corey. Dude's cool as shit. Short, but good. Hey, please don't talk about me like that. Please don't talk about me like that. I've not read a uh, 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 war on the West. Should, do I need to Man man oh man man oh man Souza, you listening uh we had some people helping us isn't it amazing isn't it amazing that i i have this fucking crazy fucking podcast that's just skyrocketing to the moon i can't get one fucking person to help me one person who would be interested in working with me, uh, the the guy who is the uh, executive director of CrossFit Media, the fastest growing chain on the history of the planet. It it, it speaks volumes of just the um, like if like if I, <laughs> I don't I don't even know, I don't want to sound like a bitch, but it's just crazy. I, I, I was sitting there last night, and I and I was thinking about it. I was working on my computer like at fucking ten o'clock at night. All I want to do is fucking go to sleep, and I'm fucking around with podcast shit. The, the those of you who made reels for us, I'm I'm really appreciative of it. But in five years, when this thing's bigger than CrossFit and fucking. Uh, bigger than vice we have our own fucking energy drink you're gonna be like oh shit i could have jumped on board then no of course we can't get anyone to help heidi of course no because they don't know how to help no no one can help that's the thing if you can't run at 100 miles an hour then you can't help that's the problem it's not that people don't want to help they just don't know all the people who help on the show now this is their life So, and what do I mean by that? Meaning like all their free time comes to uh, drink. Okay. Drink all their free time comes to the show. You can't have a, mm-hmm. like, you can't, you, uh, you if, if you work on this show, you don't get paid and you have to um, work out, go to work and then, and then work on the show. And then maybe if you have, a, if you're then maybe like bang your wife or something, but there's that much shit to do. It's like growing that fast. why would they want to be involved? I, I I mean, I could think of fucking 10 million reasons, but, but one, because, uh, it's, it's an incredible place. If you want to express yourself to do it freely, we're like in this explosive growth stage where all we need is entrepreneurs. Yeah. You are always here, Bruce. You are always here. It, 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 in the early days, it was like that in CrossFit, but CrossFit paid, but there were some of us like, so I remember, I'll tell you guys this story. I gave uh, Greg um, and Lauren, that was his wife at the time, a, uh, uh, a budget of like, I don't know, I think it was like, I say 500000 but I think it was like $464,000 to make videos for them. Like, hey, I laid out a whole budget plan. And I'm like, hey, you guys need videos for your website. This is in 2006. And I'll make all these videos and I'll do this. It'll be 464000 And they came back with, well, uh, we don't have a budget for that, but we'll let you go to a free seminar. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I went to the seminar and then I made videos every single day for a year for free. And then I think when they first started paying me, I think I made $3,000 a month for that next year. And I still continue to make videos every single day. And it's all I did. Now, granted, I didn't have kids then or anything. And I was formerly, I mean, I was, a, I was, think I was still homeless. It's like living in a motorhome. But that's how you get to the fucking top. <laughs> we could be doing, we could be, if, if someone made like three reels from every show, the show would fucking catapult even faster. I mean, it's going to go to the top anyway. And, there's, and there are people with incredible means out there who have been helping the show financially. That's fucking amazing. I couldn't be more appreciative. California Hormones. Man, that project's going to be insane, you guys. I'm going to tell you something that I probably shouldn't share. Ready? So Gary Roberts from Killing the Fat Man. I'm going to have someone uh, go out and do uh, um, a California Hormones is going to send a phlebotomist. Is that the word I learned? out to him and get his blood work. I didn't see the videos you sent me. Where would I see those, Bruce? They're going to send a phlebotomist to Gary Roberts, and uh, they're going to check his blood panel, and um, they're going to get him a membership at a CrossFit gym because he's, he's falling off the wagon. Do you fall off the wagon or do you get on the wagon? Let's say he fell off the wagon. He hasn't been working out. He has two kids now, and we're going to get Gary his blood work, and we're going to get him back into a gym, and it's going to be fucking insane. And he's 50 years old now. And I'll be bringing him on the show regularly and we're going to see a fucking transformation. That's going to be mind boggling. IG, uh, Bruce, you don't have my phone number. How do you not have my phone number? Um, uh, I, I know I didn't see what you, if you made something, I didn't see it. Um, why don't you Bruce send me a DM to, um, th- th- at Savon matosian, not seven rinsta. And, uh, and send me your phone number and I'll text you. And then we'll be connected by text. And then you don't have to worry about that shit. I wonder the same. Yeah. <laughs> how about tonight's show? I. You know what's crazy? We have, um, we have Justin Medeiros coming on today. Do you know how excited I am for that? I invited him on the show and he said, uh, I thought we didn't click because on one of the shows I was saying we didn't click. And then I was like, Oh, that probably didn't come across good, but that's not a bad thing that we didn't click. We just, we just need to, we just need to um, work on it. We need to, we need to work and click. Let me see what's going on here. I'm really excited to have him on. I'm going to have him on for 45 minutes. Uh, It's going to be a live calling show. So anyone can call and, uh, Anyone can call in and and, and fire a question at Justin, uh, make fun of him, make fun of me, Um, you know, do, we'll do our thing with Justin. And then what I'm really trying to get on is uh, Miranda uh, Alcarez and Julian Alcarez for the last 45 minutes of the show. Uh, Street parking is doing an event July 2nd and 3rd at the ranch. And I think the tickets went on sale this morning for um the open event that they're doing on july 3rd and when i say open event i don't i don't even really know what it is so i want to have them on it's not it's not like an open event like the crossfit open event it's just a day at the ranch that anyone can come and i think there's like food and music and coffee and like you can work out or you don't have to work out but you can just hang out and shit oh he has a new girlfriend really are you going to be around can you call ask him that really that's awesome I, I i heard he's got a new training partner i heard he's got a new training partner. You're a good dude, Heidi. What you're doing, Heidi, is crazy with the Fake Seven Podcast. First of all, you're mean. (laughs) Um, And it's it's just so good. And I know the effort that takes. It's so much effort. Uh, Yes to the public. Oh, the public is his new girlfriend? Christine, how did you pick that picture of yourself? Is that you? How did you pick that picture? Why that picture? I wonder about all these pictures. Let's look at Heidi's picture. Smiling, smiling, Heidi. Bruce. Look at that. Look at that line coming down. Is that just sweat going down between his titties? Corey. Let's see what Corey's picture looks like. Just a buff dude doing jumping rope. So tonight's show could be insane. And, it, uh, it, that's, that's quite the pool of guests, Justin, uh, then Miranda and Julian, and that'll be fun. And I'll have the phone number up so people can call in and bomb them. I kind of start wanting to doing that. I kind of want to start doing that more. Who else do I have coming on this week? I have some great guests. I I am really surprised. I'm not surprised. It's because of the audience I have, but that guest we had this morning, that father, that's insane. What a great guest. If you don't know that account, it's the Grady twins underscore boxing. Um, tomorrow we have a guy on Joey Harrell. He's a Twitch guy. Those of you who don't know who he is. Uh, you know what? I'll pull up his Instagram right now and show it to you. It is so funny. It is so funny. I am a huge family guy, uh, fan. And, uh, he does impersonations of Peter while playing on Twitch. And I think it's so it's it's fantastic. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, check this out. How would you act if Peter Griffin was your teammate?
2: Oh, my God. I love that song. Just give me a tune. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what did I just hear? That sh- was a soundboard. Do that. Sh- again. There's no voice change here. There's no soundboard. Just me trying to give you a tune. <laughs> Goddamn. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs>
0: So that guy, this guy plays uh, uh, video games on Twitch but uses Peter Griffiths. Oh, my
2: Griffiths. God. This guy says some disturbing things about Meg. Meg is kind of
0: cute. I don't know. You know, I'm going to pretend that I didn't hear that. Yo, Peter, you want to see what I'm going to do to Meg? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Please don't. Oh, my God.
2: Oh, uh, You know what? Yeah, Danny, son of a You know that? <laughs>
0: So this guy plays video games, I guess, on Twitch, and I guess that's like, I guess that's like YouTube, but you watch people play video games, and uh, and then and then uses Peter Griffith's voice when he talks to people all over the world who are playing the same game as him. Man, I love it. Yeah, Corey, I'm wound up about him too. I'm I'm really disappointed. Shit, would he, if he was on Rogan, would he have done that? But but you know what, Rogan wouldn't have. Uh, Rogan wouldn't have let him talk from his car. He would have drug him into the studio. So I can't even compare myself to Rogan. Rogan's a good dude. Uh, Did you give up your listeners and give the California steroid prize to Roberts? No, 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 no. There's all sorts of steroid prizes, all sorts of steroid prizes. We got a, we, I think we do have three guys that we're really, really looking at. And we're about to choose uh, two or three women. Um, but, but nothing's been picked up for official. That's why I can't, I can't tell you about the Gary Roberts thing, but the Gary Roberts thing is going to be huge. It's going to be so freaking good. And there's some really, uh, uh, I don't, I to tell you the truth. If, I mean, we got to find out if he's eligible. What if, what if maybe his testosterone's already plenty high enough? He might not even be, you know, eligible for, uh, the peptides or whatever. But, um, but, but, but I'm excited for him to check it out. I would love to motivate him to do a whole nother transformation thing again. Wouldn't it be cool to have him on the podcast every month for like a half an hour with his shirt off and asking questions about how that project is going, changing his life again. He has two kids now. I don't know. Has it been 10 years? No, it's been, yeah, it's been 10 years since killing the fat man. I think I made that in 2012. Yeah. Excited, excited that if it works out. Yeah. Excited about that. If it works out. Yeah, it's great. Too bad I'm not on social media or I'd be all over that. Yeah. What do you mean? You don't have to be on social media to be, uh, part of this project you do not you do not cannot will not shall not I'm going to get off the air and take my sons to go play tennis today. Uh, I, I put a weight vest on Avi and uh, the twins I rotate it. it's a four pound weight vest. We play tennis for about an hour then I'm going to take them to Buell. Uh, 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 uh surf shop in Santa Cruz and they're going to get their first wetsuits. And I'm super pumped. I think their surf journey is about to start. Uh, thank you, Bruce. Great show. Sevan. See you all tonight. Have a great day, uh, Bruce. And also, um, send me a, uh, send me a DM with your phone number and then I'll text you and then we'll be connected and then you can just send whatever shit you want over there. Obviously I'm horrible at returning texts, but, but I do get them. Eventually I read them. I have like 50 unopened texts right now. The reason why I don't open them is because when I open them, I don't know how to make them unread again. And I'm concerned if I open them that I won't be able to give a good response. My dad struggles with that. He thinks I ignore them. But it's not that. It's that I want to give you a fucking awesome response. So what am I going to do? All right. I'll see you guys tonight. Uh, I apologize for the uh, short show, but he was a great guest. And uh, and we got a ton of – we'll get him back. And we got a ton of great guests lined up for – this week. Love you guys. Bye-bye.